It's July 2nd, 2022. Welcome to another episode of The Mike Newman Show, where I am joined by Dr. Tim Jurgensen for another Breakfast with Dr. Tim, where we gather at our favorite North Austin breakfast hideout and record a little episode where we talk about whatever comes to mind. And what came to mind today was mainly to talk about Elon Musk and all the little bits of his various businesses that somehow play together to building a sustainable capability on Mars, but also back here on Earth. So um, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Sing all of Lou Rawls songs and stuff like that. Just all of my favorite songs that I, I'm never able to to reach the deep notes on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to do that. So yeah, those are great days. Too bad that you have to be sick to uh, <laughs> to get there. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it comes and goes. So, so am I about the right level today? I think it sounds good. Okay. I think you're. Uh, yeah, I, I, I sound. You can a never get too close. Yeah. It sounds. Pretty good. I sound a little bit better in my in my uh, ears anyway. Awesome. Well, so, good morning. Based on our earlier conversation. Yeah, we uh, cheated a little we, bit, everybody. We, 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 but the 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 edict is uh, uh, <laughs> t- today's topic is uh, I guess the the most general characterization characterization is that uh, today's topic ought to be uh, will start off to be Elon Musk. Uh, and and my my very favorite African American. This is uh, true. I I, I I must admit, and I and I say that uh, in, in all sincerity, or with with and, and with all due reverence to everything. But it 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 it, it was uh, it struck me that that uh, uh, this week, uh, uh, or maybe it was even last week, uh, to uh, two different items that I noted in the in the uh, in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, related to that, and they they, they, they kind of paint a, an interesting picture of of the the social environment uh, that we're in today. Uh, one uh, item was a, a an interview from of the lady that is uh, CEO of SpaceX. Okay. And uh, she was uh, uh, discussing the uh, development of the. Uh, uh, Star. The Starship, the Starship, the Starship okay. program, and uh, the fact that they were, their goal was to ramp up to do construction of one Starship a day. Dang. So, so th- th- they're they're not talking about a, a, a quote unquote fleet of five space shuttles. Mm-hmm. They're basically talking about a car lot. A car lot, yeah, a space a space shuttle a day sort of thing that they're going to construct. And these are reusable. They are reusable, and as uh, I think we've we may or may not have discussed in the past, uh, the the model that uh, Musk uh, has talked about is that they expect to be able, or their their goal is to be able to reuse the uh, spaceship itself mm-hmm. three times a day. Right. To, yeah. re, for re, to launch it three times a day, and the second, the other part of that, the booster, uh, they, uh, their plan is to be able to launch the booster 
more than once an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to say their goal was three times an hour. but uh, uh, So they could just be cranking launches. If they had enough pads right. and, and the booster comes back down, they move it off, they bring the other one in that, that might have been yesterday, but they can... They well, can basically, you can have an overlay of all of these elements, and you're just popping rockets right once an hour easily. Once, once an hour, right? And 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 the and the goal is that you're you're putting mass into orbit, mm-hmm. and you have, I assume, the same vehicles. You 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 have a a fleet of these that are in low Earth orbit, mm-hmm. and you're popping material up to fill them up, and at some point they start shooting off to Mars. Right. And so you literally have a train of these things going to Mars. Or the moon, right? You, you both. Well, the, yeah. the Musk, Musk but he's seems aiming to, for Mars. His, his, his goal is Mars, and, yep. and his goal is to, to, uh, to be able to put down a million tons on Mars uh, to create an independent mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and I assume in, in, in due course, more than one independent city. But he his his statement was that they believe that with a million tons they can create a uh, an independent city that is itself sustaining uh, on Mars. So, no wonder the EPA wants to slow him down. Well, and that was the that was the other side the, yeah. the, of the uh, <laughs> of the, uh, uh, the, the 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 other. Report that I read was, and actually I, I picked up a copy of the EPA report yep. uh, on, uh, and I guess it's which is basically just the official hand of the administrative state right. in, in this instance. It it, yep. it absolutely is, and uh, uh, looking at the the list of seventy five items that the the uh, environmental impact statement I guess they call it uh, mm-hmm. uh, requires SpaceX to do. And uh, with the proviso at the end that, oh, by the way, even if you do all 75 of these, we're not necessarily going to grant you permission yep. to operate, to, to launch. And so on, on the one hand, we have a, a, a company that is seems to be mastering the technology to launch massive amounts of material into orbit and to launch relaunch of massive amounts of material onto the moon and Mars. So what I was going to say that, with finesse. So in other words, I mean, it, what these rockets are doing is beautiful. I mean, the, the recovery, the, if on one hand you could do an, uh, an environmental impact assessment and, and basically say, this is doing rocketry in a way that, that we've never thought possible to this scale. Look at all this material... Um, all of energy, you don't. It, it goes back to where it's launched from. You don't have transportation impact to move things across the country like you did with the space shuttle and all of that. It's literally right there, and you focus all of your environment, environmental impact on that area. So they're doing, in my opinion, all the right things. Right. I, absolutely. Uh, as as an old guy, they're they're doing the things that I've read about all of my life that, mm-hmm. oh, it would be great if we do this. I mean, the, the original plan of the space shuttle, for example, was yes. to do, I don't know, a launch a week or five launches a month or some such, right? And it, it, it turned out that if they could get five launches a year in, it, it was good. But the, the, mm-hmm. the, this early stated goal was 
this was a reusable vehicle and we shoot it up and we bring it back down and we land it close to the launch site and we put it up on, uh, again uh, on a rocket and they mm -hmm. shoot it off again. And it never worked out that way, but SpaceX seems to be mm -hmm. doing that very well uh, and making it happen. Uh, and the, the, the greatest impediment is uh, appears to be the, uh, the federal government as opposed to gravity or anything else. Yeah. So... Uh, it, that, that's interesting, but then there there, there, there was another item that that uh, uh, was was in the news this week, which was fascinating, and it also involved Musk, and it involves his boring company. Oh yeah, and it was a a plan that apparently is well relatively well along to use their tunneling facilities to create tunnels around Las Vegas. And they're, they, 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 they have uh, a design, apparently a design. I haven't actually seen the design, but it, it talked mm -hmm. about it to the detail, detail that it looked like design. For essentially a 50-stop loop around Las Vegas that uh, will transport uh, underground, mm -hmm. uh, transport people among all of the hotels... Uh, along the strip and in downtown, and the tunnels are going to be populated with autonomously driven Teslas. And so wow. the way, so the way you, and, and I, I thought about that, and I said, oh, this goes to one of the things you talked about ten years ago when we were talking about because we were living, or at least I was, further out on right. the edges of Travis County, edges of Austin, and just lamenting how the mass transit system, the buses, it, it didn't make any sense, but I felt left out that I couldn't get on a bus to go to the airport right. in less than like three hours. Right. And and, and you and talked about, what if there was an on-demand? We have all this technology to, to do this. Just do it, right. And yeah. I, at that time, yes, we, we, we I always characterized it as uh, uh, dynamically scheduled mm -hmm. mini buses, if you will. So like five or nine passenger vans yeah. that were, were just driving around town uh, continuously. And if, uh, if you wanted to go somewhere, you, you enter uh, uh, your app on your phone that says, mm -hmm. I want to go from here to there at this time of day. Which you can essentially do now in, in the Uber and Lyft apps. Exactly. You can schedule your ride to the airport the night before. Right. And this guy shows up, or gal, and... Perfect. Yep. So the yeah. So the idea was that uh, I mean, at that time, I thought the idea was well, rather than rather than having buses and trains, which are not, they're never going to be successful in Austin. Mm -hmm. Success being, if you define success being that you get people to stop buying cars, stop having a car. Essentially, if mm -hmm. if I can use public transit for everything that I want to do. Yep. That means that the public transit has to take me from where I'm at to where I want to go. You, 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 if, you, if, I, if I have to travel a mile to get to a train stop, mm -hmm. that's not going to work. Yeah. So I need something that picks me up at my door and drops me off at the door where I want to go. Solve, and everywhere I was, for example, mile. I had to walk a mile to get to a bus stop. Right. Yeah. So, so the, the 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 idea then my 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 thought then was that oh well you could do this by by uh, 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 lowering the quantization level of the of the transport medium right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so you get to smaller smaller vehicles rather than a 
a 60 Big passenger diesel. bus, yeah, yeah you, you have a, a nine passenger van, mm -hmm. but when you carry that on to the extreme, well, a, a, a four passenger Tesla uh, mm -hmm. is just about as good as you can get. Right. Uh, uh, because you probably would routinely want to be able to carry more than one person. So by doing this tunneling, he's basically creating his own highway system. That's exactly So it. he doesn't have to follow the, uh, all of the, it, it's a closed system. It's a closed system. And if you think about it, 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 it looks an awful lot like the tram system at the, at DFW airport. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a loop and the trains go one way on this track and go the other yep. way on the other track. Right. And with uh, with the autonomous, so a, a Tesla mm -hmm. is an electric driven uh, car, so it can, it can go through a tunnel mm -hmm. uh, without uh, emissions, it, or, you know. emissions or worrying that much about exhaust fumes or anything else. Yeah. And if it's, uh, it, if you put it in that environment, it's much more likely that the autonomous control would be better than, say, turning these things loose on the public. It has fewer variables to deal with. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I, it, it occurred to me that oh, that you know there 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 are a couple of things now that fit together that I wouldn't have thought of before that probably were in in, in Elon Musk's mind back when he started it all. Yeah, and it's a small enough loop that people probably won't freak out about being locked underground in a escapeless tube. Like, I, I think I'd heard somewhere earlier, similar time frame, how they were talking about boring from, say, Austin to San Antonio mm -hmm. as well. And that would be more in the train and the, the high-speed scope of what I first heard the boring company being about, basically this evacuated right. space and just blast through there. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't. I must admit, I haven't looked at the at the uh, the, the, the the machines in the boring company. So I don't know what kind, what diameter of uh, tubes they bore. I just want one of the flamethrowers. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Actually, the flamethrowers <laughs> have never quite. I, I haven't yet figured out how they fit into the greater scheme of things. Right. I, but, I uh, think he may have just been enjoying himself, like he does on Rogan sometimes. Yeah. And said, you know. I think we can do that. <laughs> so I don't know. But, but at any rate, so the, the, if you take the the, the, the three things uh, the, 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 this week, then the the, uh, the vehicles in space with SpaceX, the uh, the Boring Company, uh, the Tesla, uh, you, you start to see vestiges of a of a of a designed society. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a, it's a it's like a couple fraternity brothers and uh, so forth oh. in for breakfast. I, I, I love that guy's shirt. Okay. I, I, I want his shirt. <laughs> at, at any rate, you, it's you, Team America with the eagle with the sunglasses on. Oh, it. I see. Yeah. All right, all right. So you, you, you get to see, start to see uh, vestiges of a of a designed uh, society infrastructure uh, that's uh, that's very fascinating and mm -hmm. and. and you have to you have to think that that this all this, the, the, these things all came out as pieces of a of a of a of a uh, an internalized design of, mm -hmm. of, of what what we ought to have right and and so here are these various companies that have been set up doing things that that when they were set up perhaps struck one as or struck me as being not necessarily connected mm -hmm. and uh, rather intriguing and 
SpaceX, the Boring Company, and Tesla all were interesting companies, but they all seem to be very disjoint. And uh, now you start to see things uh, coming together. Uh, for, for, for example, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's very, very plausible that if you think now about transporting this, these mechanisms to Mars, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that um, uh, a subsurface, a series of subsurface tunnels driven by electrical vehicle or yeah, uh, autonomously driven electrical yeah. vehicles is a really good way to get around a, a world that doesn't have breathable air. Right, yeah. Right? And, and, and so, All of our combustion technology is based on an atmosphere right. that we know very well. So the, 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 the thing that's missing out of all of this, from mm-hmm. my perspective, that I, I would love to see must start is a company that uh, works on thorium-based uh, nuclear power generation. Uh, All right. Because thorium, thorium, thorium. Yeah, and I, you, I just want to say that a few times. Really, With, well, I, I need the thorium. And you want to you, you want to use that rather than than uh, fission or the, than uranium. Uh, yeah, no, it, that's just it, that. It, all it, you do is make waste. That's yeah. So tell me about thorium. Oh, thorium is 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 just basically a a a, a different uh, a, a, a different uh, element. Uh, it's a different element, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a different mechanism for being able to to, to build a nuclear uh, reactor. Uh, reactor okay. uh, to use as a heat source, mm-hmm. and uh, the the thorium reactors historically have been characterized as molten salt reactors mm. because the the thorium material uh, is actually uh, rather than existing in the form of fuel rods as mm-hmm. uranium or plutonium does in a, in a uh, fission power plant that we know today. Uh, with the thorium, uh, it would exist, uh, the material exists within a, within a molten salt. Okay. And so you can, you can create a, uh, uh, a, a critical mass, if you will, within a, a molten salt medium. And what's interesting about that is that is that you you can design it such that uh, you essentially put a plug in the bottom of the system that is temperature sensitive, mm-hmm. and if all of a sudden you lose all control over the, the reaction. reaction and it starts to run away, what happens is it gets hot enough and it melts the plug at the bottom and the molten salt all runs out into a reservoir and it no longer becomes... It's not enough mass to it's continue. Not, it's, yes. it's literally a core dump. That's right. And, and, and so the, the, the nuclear reaction stops. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's almost an intrinsically safe uh, mechanism. And, and so, people, people like to say, you know, um, you know uh, Chernobyl, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, it's not that nuclear fission was fundamentally flawed. That reactor was stupid. <laughs> yes. I mean, it, the, the, the design. The design was was. Uh, it was so designed was sub, to fail. Suboptimal. Yeah, it used and, gravity in all the wrong ways. And and if you if you if you really build a huge facility like that, probably the last thing you ever want to do is to shut off all of your safety mechanisms mm-hmm. in order to run a test. You know, uh, that, which is what they was, what they did. So yeah. And so, but, not, uh, not to distract from that, but my, my, my point is. 
in all of that is safety is a system and you know gravity is your friend so so what do you do you brought that up is is that what you would see potentially something he would use as earthbound energy generation but also something that could go into an interplanetary craft yes right, right, right. but but both you it, it could go into an interplanetary craft as a, as a as a uh, as a power source for for long voyages um, uh, today, what, what's generally used on a, on a spacecraft, a, a, a nuclear power uh, plant, if you will, on a, on a spacecraft, is uh, simply makes use of, of uh, 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 thermocouple uh, uh, mechanism. In other words, you, you use heat mm-hmm. uh, in order to, to create uh, electricity. So you don't you don't run a generator. It's it's you have hmm. if you if, 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 if I, I guess it's thermocouple te- technology. Basically, you take a wire and you put one end, make one end very hot and the other end very cold, and you can induce an electric current between them. Okay. And so that's the the the, the nuclear power stations that uh, exist in satellites, and mm-hmm. there are so mm-hmm. many. Uh, they simply run on that principle. They don't have generators. They simply run on a, a, a thermocouple principle. And that creates a current That's that right. they can That's right. regulate voltage and yes. as they need throughout the system. Right. So you're you're, crea- you're, you're essentially trans, uh, transitioning uh, heat, uh, uh, a very hot heat source, into electric current. Uh, so directly. is this one of those things where when I was in college, I took electronics over summer school, mechanical engineering, so it was electronics for idiots. But we, they were telling us then, this is uh, 30 years ago, that LEDs are going to be in stoplights. They're going to be in light bulbs and all that. And we looked at these little things that you plugged into a breadboard and we're like, ain't no way that's going to be bright enough. <laughs> that it's the, the, the science, the, the engineering, well, the science is there, and then the engineering will catch up with it later right. to make it more efficiently so you can get a greater current out of it, longer time, all of that. Correct. So, 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 at, at, at any rate, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 this type of, of, of nuclear power generation is, 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 uh, it, it, it's good. I don't, I don't know what the efficiencies are. I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the efficiencies are, 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 are perhaps lower, uh, although mm-hmm. that, that's not a given. But the, the point is that mm-hmm. uh, you, 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 may, you probably wouldn't want to try to power a city on Mars with that kind of nuclear generator. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, a, uh, uh, a thorium uh, nuclear power station. All of the materials that go into that are fairly intrinsically safe to transport. Okay. And so you could probably haul all of that material to Mars and put together nuclear power stations. That, in particular, you could put together a nuclear power plant that is sized for running a city mm-hmm. rather than sized for running half of the state of Texas. Right. Uh, they they can be. That so that they, 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 the, 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 there's a lot of work to be done in the technology, but the uh, the thorium nuclear power plant technology is is uh, is very attractive, and it probably if we if we were as a as a nation if we were going to invest some some money uh, that that would be a good place to invest it is in developing that technology. So, in some other podcasts, I've been listening to. Um 
big conversation about neighborhood reactors or, you know, when we were talking back to the kind of the scoping of things of nation, state, county, city, um, just like you could have, we have water uh, resources, we could have basically somebody running a little thorium plant for Western Williamson County or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, yeah. The, 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 the technology is such that it, it scales down much mm-hmm. better than, than say, a, 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 a fission uh, power plant based on uranium or plutonium. So you could scale it down to uh, uh, you, you, everything doesn't have to be a, a 1,200 megawatt yeah. uh, generation station. You can scale it down to uh, a size that would fit in the city and have it be safe enough that you could have a lot of these sitting around the, cool. the, the country. Yeah. Uh, so so if, if you were to make that a, another business unit, if you will, of... Musk Enterprises, right? Um, the world becomes much clearer. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the, the future becomes much clearer, I should much say. Much clearer and cleaner, honestly, safer. Yeah. And we, we don't have these big worries about grids, this, that, and the other, because you don't have to transfer power across vast distances and Correct. rely on valves and weather and all that other kind of stuff. It's, Absolutely. It's amazing. Plus yeah. the fact that thorium is, is much more, uh, it, it's significantly more prevalent than uranium is. Uh, and, so, and it also then level, potentially levels, likely levels the playing field politically on right. access to uranium and, and all of that. So, yeah. which, and, and, wait a minute. And it's very difficult, incidentally, it's, it's, it's very difficult to weaponize. Mm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, now, I I, like everything else, I, I'm, I'm sure that someone will figure out a way to weaponize it, but thus far it's not obvious that you can make a giant bomb out of it, for mm-hmm. example. So, um, uh, Well, so I've, I've become a little more cynical over the years, maybe. Um, maybe that's why we don't have thorium energy. Well, that's certainly the because reason. That's very early on. That's the reason we had it because the, the, the reason we got into nuclear power in the first place or nuclear reactions in the first place was to build a bomb. We needed a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. At we the time. we, we yeah. needed a bomb, and, and so uh, once we had the bomb, in order to, and and we were going to keep making bombs. We needed to and, enrich and uranium. We needed to enrich uranium, and the way to do that is through nuclear reactors. Mm-hmm. And by the way, those are good heat sources, so mm-hmm. we can make power plants out of them. So, so the power was the byproduct of the weapons race exactly. of the nuclear weapons era. And now we've got, just like we're seeing with oil, natural gas, whoever controls that controls the world. It's right. been, a, it's been, it, so now we're into the world of, I don't even call it pol- politics anymore. It's, it's power structure. So the power structure of the earth right now among us humans is access to oil or in our case, denying ourselves access to our own oil right. for political objective, power objectives for certain. And now you have a guy <laughs> Uh, Mr. Musk, who has shown us the things that that we've been, that the same people in government have talked about. Yeah, once we can do this, we can do this, and this is the future. And you had NASA vision casting amazing things. And 
that same government, in my opinion, maybe not necessarily the, the flight geeks at NASA, they, they're probably like, yeah, I'd ride on that rocket. Yeah, I'd get on whatever that space truck is that's going to Mars. I think we still have the American spirit of adventure, pushing frontiers and whatever, but we've got an entire political class and corporate inbredness between the banks. Anyway, I could go down the... That's a whole you're other... Sli- you're slipping down I'm a rabbit hole. I'm slipping down a rabbit hole. Quick, pull me back. <laughs> but my point is that uh, we can't have good things. Yeah. We can't have nice things because yeah. the people in power want to stay in power. Yeah, right. And we don't want you to have nice things because yeah. you don't need us as much as if you have nice things. Exactly. And, and, it, and, yeah. yeah. So. so, but how does, um, getting back on track here, going to Mars, what's that ship look like? What, what, what you, we're putting all this mass up in orbit with, with starships. Uh, well, I, I assume it looks like starships. Okay. So, so, it, 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 so you don't have you don't need boosters up there. You just have starships. Well, with you don't thorium. need as much boosters. Yeah. The you still thing, need you, to slow down. If you look at the if, <laughs> if, if you if you look at the uh, you know, at the structure, mm-hmm. so the uh, the 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 uh, the, uh, the Falcon <laughs> the Falcon Heavy, I, and I love the, uh, the, the the name of, of Falcon Rocket because we all know where it, what it really missed it. You know the 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 BFR the Big Falcon rocket, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, the, as, as long as we're, yeah. but but if you look at that, that's a, that's literally a collection of thirty three standard engines. Mm-hmm. So the, the the there are two classes of of standard engines that SpaceX uses. One which is aimed at operating in atmosphere. And mm-hmm. one which is aimed at operating in vacuum. Okay. And once a week, when they do a launch, you see, uh, I, what is it, 19 of them or something that 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 powers the uh, the standard uh, rocket that they're, they're they're launching every week. Okay. They're, they're, I think there are 19 of these um, engines uh, in the base of the booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they fire 19 to get it up to. Uh, uh, Lower high altitude. Or high altitude. Yeah, yeah, it's not into orbit yet, yeah. but the, okay. The, the, okay. And they they uh, they shut those off, and then the second stage kicks in, and it has one uh, uh, of the same engine, but it's the vacuum-oriented mm-hmm. engine, and so it it fires off and takes the the payload on into to low Earth orbit, mm-hmm. and. Three of the remaining engines on the booster stage, they fire to slow it down to bring it back bring down. It back in. And yeah. once it gets to about a thousand feet, then the last one engine fires to slow it Just down, and you land on the, the, on the r- eraser engine. end of a pencil. You know, <laughs> is 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 what you're landing. But but it's it that's all modular. Right. So so okay. to to uh, to launch a uh, starship, and the starship has I don't know. 10, 12, 13, some uh, of these engines in the base mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm. and that's the way you—that's the way you land it. Uh, but once you get out of the of the gravity well of the Earth, once mm-hmm. you get into to uh, orbit. Uh, orbit, then uh, you 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 have a much better fuel to uh, uh, mass uh, cargo right. mass ratio. Yep. Uh, okay, so. 
so you can you can put more material on the starship that you're going to launch onto Mars, mm-hmm. and then you you still need to be able to land it. You got to slow it down. And slow land it down it. and land yeah. it on on Mars. But I, I I'm not aware of any other any other vehicle that's in the works yet. I, I guess at some point. It would it would make great sense at, at some point that you have much more massive vehicles that are never intended to land either yeah. on Earth or on Mars. That's what I'm thinking. You just have a big warehouse yep. that sits in orbit. It, you could even that could be your metallurgy shop, or that that you could have that's your your gas refill. That 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 becomes your Bucky's. Well, sir, you just well, put uh, freaking Bucky's in orbit up there. Right, and and, and that's certainly that that's certainly uh, part of the, uh, the, the their thinking in that that uh, uh, they, they, they they again this is just taken from what I remember of, of mm-hmm. Musk's uh, 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 survey presentation from a few weeks back. Uh, but he observed that if they're if they're carrying fuel to orbit, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they can they can put about 300 tons on a on a, uh, in, a in a single uh, starship. Mm-hmm. So you you can carry 300 tons to keep your fuel system fuel tank in orbit loaded up, <laughs> and uh, and and so if that that fuel tank in orbit, if you will, or, or, or service station in orbit, uh, it, it could actually transfer then materials from the little single starships mm-hmm. uh, that, that come up to orbit into a large vehicle that's going to go to Mars, and uh, the, 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 to, to start it all off, you you launch uh, some large number of starships to Mars, and you have those sitting in orbit around yeah. Mars. Waiting for the the big mother ship to show up that right. has lots of fuel and other materials, mm-hmm. and now you use the starships to transfer that down to. And they have enough; they can pull the fuel out of that big barge, right, in order to land themselves gently and to get back up into that's orbit. That's right. So and, it's and kind you, of the opposite of the operation here. You yeah, know, yeah. They take off from the Earth and they carry enough fuel to get to orbit and get exactly. back. Exactly. On Mars, they carry enough fuel to get down to the surface of Mars and to get back up. And you think of it as a um, uh, maybe my my Bucky's analogy because I got Bucky's on my mind for some reason, but um, it's like a cruise ship. So you're going to put a cruise ship into orbit that is not meant for people to live on it, but it's got machine shops, it's got energy generation, it's got uh, massive fuel tanks. It's uh, it's it's a dock. Right. It's, it's a literal space dock. Like uh, maybe, yeah, it's just a, it's a small city in space that's meant to help support the colonization of Mars. Right. That's and, exciting. Well, I mean, I mean, it's like it's it's hard to get excited these days, but that's exciting. Well, it is, and, and, and actually, you touch on an interesting political point there. That 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 it, 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 it's kind of it's it's the way we think about things. We we think initially about colonizing Mars, but we know good and well that once you get enough material up there to create maybe four or five cities rather than just one, you know mm-hmm. you know good and well the, the fact that that's 18 light minutes away from the Earth. <laughs> Was it 20, that, yeah, like 20 minute 
yeah. one-way communication. So yeah. you, you know that, that that people are not going to like the idea that uh, we're we're a colony of Earth. You know, we're we're up here, we're independent, and we're going to do things the way we want to do it. So it's probably a good idea if we just thought that way about the problem from the to word start go. With. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, just just for 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 some period of time, there's a there's a linkage while we're we're setting this all up, but. The goal that we have mm-hmm. is to create an autonomous uh, uh, planet, if yeah. you will, yeah. and and you know may, maybe we could look far enough ahead that we don't necessarily create multiple countries uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the planet. You know, maybe we think in terms of, of trying to to uh, to make it such that uh, that that everyone up there works together but you know, well, that's not necessary but that, that would if we're planning it that would be interesting way and, and and just to bring into uh, the conversation a little more like culture and art um, or at least books and movies uh, the expanse um, it was a it was a series originally on sci-fi I don't know if you saw any of it the expanse I have not seen it no. oh it's well if, if you if you want to burn some TV time, uh, Amazon picked it up to finish the story, and it was based on a on a book, and it's it's of this concept. It's it's in the future. Mars has been colonized. They have their own marines. They have their own. They're basically independent of Earth. Right. Earth is completely run by the United Nations, and then there's uh, colonies in the belt, the the asteroid belt. Right. And. People have, dem- anyway, there's there's this whole, but the thing is that I find, the first thing that struck me about this was they don't ignore inertia. <laughs> so you've got these ships, you know, cranking up to speed and then slowing down. And so there's no fakey fakey that people are going through G's no. and, and they have suits and all that to deal with that. But then you also have individual political ambitions, resources, and uh, motives. Right. And, and it's, if nothing else, that's what that show is about. I think we've, we may have talked about it before, but you, you raise an interesting point. Uh, 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 I read a, a, a book uh, once. I, I can't remember if it was a short story or a book, uh, but it was, uh, I think it's called The Forever War. And what's interesting about it is that it it, it, it was it was a story that essentially portrayed, uh, if you will, an interstellar conflict. Oh yeah. Uh, but it does so assuming that the laws of physics that we know today are pretty much the laws of physics that are going to work remain. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 there's not. Or at least they a, play out in the story. There's there, not going to be a faster than light uh, uh, engine that jumps yeah. in and and uh, and uh, or wormholes or anything else. But the fact is that that you've got a star system that star systems that are that are are four light years apart or four years a light mm-hmm. years apart, and uh, so the, the the story starts out essentially that there's there's a war between a couple of these systems, mm-hmm. and so if you're going to fight, well, you know the first thing you do is load your army up into a giant spaceship and you crank that sucker up until it's almost the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And then you coast for four years or six years or whatever. If it's not exactly the speed of light, it turn gets it around to it. and slow it down. You got yeah. to turn it around, slow it down, and so literally you you launch an attack, and and ten years later, 
you're ready to you're on the beach. attack. You're on the beach. And and the uh, the story the, the, the really was the fact that, that, well, you know, something, you have 10 years worth of, of social evolution on the earth. You have 10 years of social evolution at the other end. And you have a, 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 a smaller amount because you, you're running at a, near the speed of light. So the time passing on the spaceship itself is much less. Right. So all of a sudden you have, you have if you will, three points in the, uh, the conflict uh, that are operating on different, at different time mm-hmm. intervals or different time periods. Yeah. And, and the, the, the story was that, that it, it doesn't take too many back and forth attacks before everything gets so out of sync that nobody remembers why we're fighting. Mm-hmm. The technology, weapons technology at both ends is so different. Because there's no there's no other way besides radio transmission, if you will, electromagnetic uh, transmission. There's no way to communicate, and so these, the but both ends of the, of the war, if you will, are going to be evolving independently of each other, which means weapon systems are going to be involved in evolving independently. Yeah. So imagine that first volley. You're leaving with technology at T zero. It arrives at T plus ten. The people on board feel like it's T plus two or right. something like that, and a message between origin and and receipt at best is going to be if it's four light years, right? So it's like T plus four, right? And then an answer comes back at T plus eight or eight and a half. Let's say they debated. So a, 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 there's no dialogue. There's yep. like a it's coming. Be ready to be annihilated. These other guys at the other end are at T plus eight or nine when this old tech army arrives. They probably get wasted. Yep. And, and it's just yeah. So that, yeah. that that's the that's the gist of the story. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it 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 is it. I, I guess for mm-hmm. me the bottom line is that that the 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 future evolves very differently if you just assume that today's the laws of physics are the laws of physics Mm -hmm. Uh, and the thing that makes interstellar war or you know that makes star wars or star trek interesting is this is the fact that 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 you have faster than light travel and so you can you have these places that are are separated by vast distances but we can we can transport between them almost instantaneously yeah and uh, if you can't do that, then the the evolution, the social evolution, is probably very different from the way we we envision it. So, in the context of war, which is a negative, you know, how how how, <laughs> how do you wage war? On the other hand, is how do you maintain connectivity between the the, the mother planet, if you will, and the colonies? How do you keep a positive right. communication? Well, and and. Probably the, the thing that goes away very quickly is is our the, our model of the mother planet and colonies. Mm-hmm. You know that that, that we, we we probably probably have we, we should mm-hmm. start thinking from the very beginning that we have a variety of autonomous uh, political social entities. Mm-hmm. And we we ought to try to think through well how how do we make those such that cooperation is 
the best thing that can go on, right? not not necessarily uh, conflict or competition in the form of conflict, but rather uh, 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 cooperation and 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 competition, but in a in a in a in a, oh, in yeah. a cooperative environment. Uh, so, so it it. it, it, it it would be better, I think, from a from a from a social standpoint, if we if we thought about that model uh, from the very beginning, rather than assuming that 30 years after the fact we're going to have to fight a revolution. The people on Mars are going to fight a revolutionary war to uh, uh, free themselves from the tyranny of uh, of uh, the Earthbound administrators uh, or, or, or overseers, if you will. There was, a, and I'm looking it up, I can't find it right now. Uh, my wife and I watched, it was a pretty neat, um, like, hour and a half documentary about the International Space Station. And I think it was on Amazon. But it was uh, fascinating where the first crew that went up, um, basically this, this woman from Houston, her, her dream was to be an astronaut, blah, 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 was not able to. But... NASA was like, we want you to train the first three astronauts that are going to inhabit the, the ISS. And it talked about how, and, and it was very positive. I remember in the time there was this whole, you know, so-and-so country is late on their part and this and everything else. But none of that stuff fit together until it actually got to space, you know, and, and all that. Mm -hmm. But her... Back to your cooperation part of this was, I think there were two Russians and one American on that first crew, and you had this, um, at the time, young lady from the United States who trained that crew on, you know, coached them through, she didn't train them on all the details, but basically she was the, the, the glue to pull them all together, right. and, and they all acknowledge that that uh, they're, they're still friends to this day, and so forth. But as they built the crews over time, you, you started getting more and more countries up there, and it, it was just a on the positive side. It was it was a very uh, compelling movie about how when countries put aside, you know. It, it's not kumbaya, but it was like, you know, the space station, I originally thought, uh, you know, okay. But it, I think it's been important to the space, even though not as ambitious as maybe we as kids would have wanted space to be when we grew up. Yeah. But at least we have that, yeah. to put it that way. So, cool. You do So... Anyway, I don't know if we're, if we're at a winding down point. Uh, yeah, we're about winding down. Like it's uh, it's a. I like, I like space. I mean, I, I you know, we could rabbit hole for a while, but um, I think what Musk brings to this is a, a cowboy approach. He's like, well, just watch, just watch us do it. Yeah. And, and I, and to me. We've, um, I think you took, you spoke to it last week a little bit. We've decided that everything has to be safe, and it takes pioneers like this. Um, people don't want to. A lot of people don't like Musk, 
Oh, yeah. And, uh, and for various reasons. And a lot of them are just, he makes me feel bad or he hurts my feelings and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> we wouldn't have got on sailing ships to sail the oceans if everybody had to feel safe and good to get on a boat. Right. And I, I'm just like, it's exciting that, yeah. to see somebody that's able to be successful to that level and still have... Oh, watch me! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Mars. Well, certainly, certainly, if if you're gonna if you're gonna get into a an area uh, development or something like space vehicles uh, technology to to to, to explore space, uh, I I think Musk and and SpaceX demonstrate that that. If you make incremental changes, that's the that's the quick incremental changes. That's the fast way. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, that melds back with uh, soft computer software technology from the 70s, uh, in, in in which uh, the concept of what was called rapid prototyping mm-hmm. came into being, where uh, the, the the best way to develop large complex systems is to Put them together as quick as you can, and to be able to change them as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and 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 make them as modular as you can, and be able to independently change pieces. And you, the faster you can iterate, the mm-hmm. faster, the, the greater the progress you're going to make. And the, you transfer you you transfer that uh, that concept into to space exploration. Well. You need to blow things up. You, yeah. you probably are, are going to be because you, you probably need to try to launch your first rocket before you're quite sure about mm-hmm. everything there. Now, so that probably means that if you don't put a person on that first rocket, that's probably good. Sure. You know, uh, and, and, and so you, you, you wait. Uh, until Which they you did have some for a long of, time with Dragon. Yeah. And, and when uh, Starship famously crumbled upon itself and went into a ball of flames, he was like, we got the data we needed. Yeah, yeah, yep. it, it, it it worked worked well right up until the end. Yep. And and the same thing's going to happen. You know, they're going to they're going to launch they're going to launch this 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 three hundred foot tall mass of things, and it it, 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 it before it clears the tower, it may blow up, and but they're going to learn something when yep. they, if they do that. Now it, it's built on so many standardized parts. That mm-hmm. that you know, the, the, my greater suspicion is that they're 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 gonna they're gonna find out something once they're almost in orbit, or they're gonna find out something after they get in orbit, or oh, yeah. they're gonna find out something when they're coming back down. They, 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 the Starship uses a very different uh, heat shield uh, mm. uh, technology, uh, which interestingly enough is another is another uh, uh, subsidiary company that I wasn't aware of. Uh, that uh, that's a I don't know if it's a subsidiary of SpaceX or is mm-hmm. it, it's an independent, but essentially a little company that makes makes heat, heat shields. shields. Okay, and so they 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 have a, a heat shield technology for the Starship, uh, so that it can uh, it can can reenter uh, yeah. from orbit and, and come back down and and not burn up entirely, mm-hmm. which is all uh, good and useful. Yep, and but but. Uh, well, we're going to see probably within the next three to six months uh, an interesting contrast, which is the NASA-driven, uh, what's it, the SLS, which is the Space Launch System, I yeah. think it is, or something like that. Which is that are, with Boeing? 
Uh, yeah, okay. and, and that's a that's a that's a that's essentially a huge uh, non-reusable rocket. So basically, the Saturn V approach. It's basically the Saturn V approach, and they're 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 ostensibly going to try to do the first launch of that within the next two mm-hmm. to six months, and if that blows up, uh, then then. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a big hit to the program because yep. that's that's a several billion dollar vehicle. Because it's all the eggs into that one giant in that basket. One basket, and 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 it's all got to work right the first time. Yeah. Uh, yep. In order to make so, it's uh, it's uh, we're we're going to see the culmination of two very different approaches yeah. uh, to to getting into orbit and to getting to the moon and get to getting to Mars. And and I hope it succeeds because I think you're going to need two different approaches it doesn't do me warm in my heart to see a big government thing go and do big government things slow and laboriously or whatever still cheering for musk in in that space exploration approach but you it it's always good to have options right oh it it, it is now in in this particular instance i you know if 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 i were given my druthers uh, I, I would, I would, uh, I would view it a little bit more like uh, uh, having broken up, broken up the AT and T telephone system into the baby bells, uh, with uh, with each of those having uh, independent development capabilities. Mm-hmm. You know that that uh, uh, they, they 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 had a similar technological approach, but they could evolve differently, and, and so yeah. you got competition and and uh, and. Uh, Reinforcement and the like, or, or, the, uh, or it, the Wright brothers in the yeah, first flights. You know, well, you had the but, government favorite, and then these two boys with bicycles. Right. Yeah. But if I had my druthers today, the 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 dichotomy would 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 be, would be between two different environments that concentrated on reusable vehicles, etc., as yeah. opposed to right. one giant. Throwaway, throwaway versus reusable rockets. Right. Uh, if the if the giant throwaway can put uh, a significantly larger mass into orbit, yeah, that's probably that's probably useful. That's, there's probably you know a, a place for that. Uh, on but the what? other hand, if I can do if I can do uh, five slightly smaller mm-hmm. launches for the same money and more reliably get a greater mass into orbit. Then that that probably from my perspective and that muscle is getting exercised more and more often. So yeah. your your reliability and you just have more data. No, I agree. That's that's uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So at at, at any rate, uh, it's it's uh, as, as we started out just talking about Elon Musk, but mm-hmm. but uh, I think more than than Musk is is just the fact that he's been he's been and he's in a position has been in a position to espouse a development philosophy that mm-hmm. uh, from my perspective has a lot of merit and, and my perspective being yeah. what, I, what I've watched over over 50 or 60 years of, of, of watching space exploration occur yeah. that um, uh, he's he, he has a philosophy to it that uh, seems to me to fit very well uh, and, 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 and to be very successful in, and to in take another buzzword Sustainable and sustainable, right? Yep. And and so he's he's he, and and again, uh, all of these little different endeavors that he's uh, he's mm-hmm. undertaken, which which seem to 
uh, very obtuse at the time that they occurred. You know, I, I didn't see the great connection. But yeah. now as I'm able to step back and see what they've been able to make work and what they were able to make work, uh, yeah. I think, ah, you know, that all kind of makes sense now. If, if, that, was the, if that was the image uh, or the, uh, the goal uh, from the beginning, uh, it, it's, it's, I'm sure it's a, it's a, it, it is a goal that has evolved, mm-hmm. but it's getting much closer to making, making good sense yeah. um, in, in the long run. There was more of an architecture here going on that we was, then was originally obvious yeah. to all of these pieces. Yeah. If you, if you talked, you know, 15 years ago, uh, if you talked about uh, uh, a spaceship that that you can launch multiple times over the course of a, a week or a month or, 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 or the like, mm-hmm. that that sounded cool for something that might happen way in the future. Yeah. But if you, 15 years ago, if you had, had, had said, well, th- th- this is going to be in operation in 15 years. I would have been less willing to believe it, although it, well, I would have been hoping that it was uh, it was true, was actually the case. And that's because I think, as a culture, we lost our um, our our adventure, our, our sense of adventure. So we were much more comfortable with shuttles that just take satellites up into orbit and fix them. We we we've, we've brought ourselves basically back to Earth, and Musk is like, no, we need to go to Mars. Yeah. Well, and that's a that's a you know that's a that's an interesting goal, uh, and and and, and if, if you think about it in terms of we need to put one or two or five people on Mars and bring them back, which is what we did with the moon. Mm-hmm. That that that's less appealing to me now mm-hmm. uh, than the idea that we're going to start a, a a train. To uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a railway to Mars, and we're just going to keep pumping stuff up there. Yep. And at some point, we're going to figure out uh, how to get stuff there, raw materials mm-hmm. that we don't we don't need to ship it all from the Earth. Exactly. And and so we, we're going to find places that are not as deep into gravity wells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're going to be able to mine asteroids to get raw materials and. Do manufacturing, and all of a sudden, uh, the, the the Martian quote unquote colony is mm-hmm. going to be truly, totally anonymous. It's going to have its own supply chains, yep, and uh, uh, be totally independent of uh, of the Earth. And we might find that it's actually in a in a preferable uh, uh, or a preferential uh, situation. Maybe it's in a little better position than those of us sitting here at the bottom of this of this very deep. Uh, gravity well yeah. uh, that we're, we're setting in here. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap it up there. All We've right. gone to Mars and back and back into orbit a little bit. So it's it'll a good be, time. It'll be it'll be, be great fun. Yes, indeed. Uh, I, I'm happy to have lived long enough to at least see us get to the state that we're at or get those other people get us to the state we're at. It's, it's great theater for, for someone like me. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Tim. Enjoyed it. We'll chat again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of The Mike Newman Show, uh, Breakfast with Dr. Tim. And we appreciate you listening. Um, This is a value-for-value podcast. Uh, What that means is um, we put it out there, and if you find it of value, 
uh, we hope that you will uh, return some of that value to us. Um, you know, whatever it brought to your day, uh, what it might have brought uh, thoughts to you of, of areas to look into, of more interest, whatever that is is worth to you. Um, you know, we just we ask that you send some of that back to us so that we uh, can uh, continue doing this and. Uh, even if just for the conversation, so that we get some feedback from you all. Um, the podcast site, you can find it at mikenewman.show. Uh, my name is spelled a little bit differently than Paul Newman. It is M-I-K-E-N-E-U-M-A-N-N, and dot .show on the end of that is, is the podcast site. Uh, on that site, you'll see show notes for each of the episodes, uh, links to information uh, related to what we talk about in the podcast, as well as uh, at the bottom of, of the show notes, uh, I try to always consistently put in a link about uh, some of the technology behind this, uh, the podcast podcasting 2.0 uh, movement, if nothing else, a way to characterize it, and uh, some value-for-value value, um, information, understanding that concept. Um, another place to put comments specific to the podcast, you can go to comments... Dot Mike Newman dot show. And uh, that is an ActivityPub uh, instance that uh, you, with an ActivityPub client or your own account on elsewhere, you can leave us feedback there um, on each individual show. Um, and by email, Mike at Mike Newman dot show. Uh, I mentioned value for value. Uh, one of the best ways to uh, express value for value is through a new podcast app. And if you go to newpodcastapps.com, you will see a list of uh, players, um, audio players, um, podcast players, uh, two of which um, that I use uh, quite often. One is called CurioCaster, and the other one is called Podverse. Uh, one of the reasons I find great interest in those two players is that they are currently the two that support a live item uh, the ability for podcasts to stream right into your player live, where the uh, podcaster becomes a broadcaster for um, for a, for a particular episode, and that's something that we're going to look into doing, um, Doctor Tim and I. Uh, hopefully, uh, for various reasons, uh, I'm going to set the target out there at the beginning of August. But uh, got a lot of work to do between there and a, and a lot of uh, day job stuff. That um, uh, honestly, it's good to be paid. So. Um, a couple other apps you may find out there that are also um, extremely uh, interesting in, and uh, very functional in, a, in an engaging sort of way. Uh, one is called Fountain, another is called Podfriend, and then uh, another one called Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z. So um, not to leave anybody else out, there's um, another one called, um, eh, I can't remember it, sorry. So that's where my notes ran out, and that's why I try not to ad-lib this too much at the end. But anyway, thank you all for joining. Appreciate you listening, and we look forward to doing another podcast for you all in the coming weeks. Until then, take care.